Hello, lovers and listeners. I am Angelique Gray, your peachy paramour and sensual seductive siren. And thank you for joining me. This is Shit Unedited. Before we get started, here's a word from our sponsor. So, let's talk poverty. The reason... The reason why climbing up out of your financial bracket is not only a myth, but a scam, is because there's nothing in the country set up to make that possible. And again, I am talking about US of A. I cannot apply this to anywhere else because I have never lived anywhere else. So please don't jump down my throat. But as far as the United States of America, there's no free healthcare. There's no free childcare, there's no guaranteed housing, and there is no guaranteed food. They don't even give you a livable wage when you're on unemployment. They don't give you a livable wage when you're working. So you end up behind after being on a social security net that was supposed to catch you. So let's break down some of the myths about poverty. The idea of the welfare queen, besides being racist, is completely anti statistically untrue while it is possible you know we all know someone who takes advantage of the system the majority of people on assistance need it more than 70 percent of americans do not have one thousand dollars in savings and if you've ever had to fix a car you know that even your car breaking down can be more than a thousand dollars so if they don't even have that what are they supposed to do This means that it would take most Americans only a month before being completely crushed under their debt. That's one layoff. There's a waiting period for unemployment of two weeks in most states. That's one medical emergency. And that's one death from being destitute and in serious need. The other misconception is food stamps, right? That people sell it and scam the government. So let's clarify a few things about food stamps, that they are different in every state, but in the majority of states, you can only use them on food, and that's not hot food, food you have to prepare, or fresh food. You can qualify for food stamps and still only get the minimum amount. I do know someone who got $6 a month, and I know someone who got $16 a month. Furthermore, What the government counts as theft or fraud is what many people need to do just to get essentials that are not covered by EBT. Alright, so let's break this down. If you have a baby and you need formula, but you also have diapers and but you also need diapers and bottles, you can go to WIC to get your formula. But now you need money for diapers and bottles. So if you have extra food stamps and you know somebody that will give you 75 cents on the dollar for said food stamps you can now use the cold hard cash to buy the bottles and diapers you need and they can get food for less money than they would have spent if they paid cash directly to the store okay now under the circumstances this makes sense right you have a baby you need to feed them all you have is formula but no bottles and no diapers Of course you're going to trade your fucking food stamps for bottles and diapers because you can't buy them directly with food stamps. But technically speaking, your food stamps are what pay for these bottles and diapers. (sighs) 
cash is king, okay? And the government is not typically giving us cash. So what you have to do is essentially commit fraud in order to get essentials. Because that's what that is. Get for clarity. Giving someone you know your food stamps is fraud. Even if you don't take anything in exchange, right? If I was on food stamps and I let my cousins use my card, this is considered fraud. If I bought groceries for a roommate with food stamps and they gave me money for gas, that's considered fraud. These are so such gray area scenarios, okay? And they just make sense if you're in them. But to the government, <laughs> that means that you deserve to lose any assistance you're on for doing it. Because if you commit fraud, or let's be clear, if you're found out to have committed fraud, you are cut off from all future government assistance, okay? It's heartless and it's cruel. But more than that, fraud makes up less than 5% of all the people that are on EBT, that are on food stamps assistance. So to say that because less than 5% happens to be fraud, the other 95% of people who are on government assistance don't deserve it at all makes you the heartless and cruel person if that's your belief so let's say you aren't on assistance right let's say you live foot to mouth hand to foot whatever that saying is <laughs> check to check you're just barely making it you're robbing peter to pay paul it only takes one call out or sick day to throw the entire system out of whack a good example of this is if you watch Bob's Burgers, Linda is talking to the banker and she's like, yeah, let that check bounce. Nope, we got to pay the meat people. Yes, you got to pay the gas bill. No, no, you can let the check bounce to the grocery person. Like, it's very methodical, right? Specific. You do what you got to. And from Spain. So this is your life, right? You're living check to check. And you're extreme budgeting, but your kid gets sick. Now you either have to pay somebody to stay with them or take the day off. Now you're screwed. Now your direct deposit is short, but your auto pay is still pulling anyway. That means your account is overdrawn. Or if you have overdraft protection, like shitty Wells Fargo, they take it from your savings and charge you a fee. Okay, so now you've been charged for not having money in the first place. No, no. For Wells Fargo specifically, you can tell this is from personal experience, your charge for them taking money you had in your savings to put in your checking, even though it was your money that they pulled in the first place. They didn't front it to you, but they charge you a fee to do this. Do you know what that does to a poor person? You've pushed them back even further now. They have to play catch up for the next few months or do overtime and work ungodly hours. And that, of course, means missing time with their families. And their friends, which is known to have a terrible effect on one's mental and physical health. And of course, we can't change the entire baking industry right now. But this is just all the different ways that the system is stacked against poor people. It is systemic. Or if you're one of those people, systematic, whatever. It's both, actually. So let's move on to credit scores and histories. <laughs> and no other country is a credit score thing. To my knowledge, if I'm wrong, please correct me. Angelique Gray on all social media. But here in America, it is the thing. 
It determines your social status. It determines how lenders, creditors, and renters treat you. But more importantly, what they charge you. So let's talk about how being poor in turn makes your credit history bad and how in the long run it costs you more money to be poor. Let's take the previous situation of the overdraft payment. Let's say it was your credit payment that fell through the cracks and you either didn't get paid or got paid late. It's not that you can't pay it off, it's that you can't do it in the time frame given to you by the creditor, but that's a ding against you. So now, even though you pay every month, you don't pay on time. Boom, bad credit. All right, Mr. Bad Credit, you want to buy a car, but you need a loan. Your loaner sees you have terrible credit and gives you outrageous interest. You think you can find better interest somewhere else, so you loan shop. Wrong answer. You've now had three or four hard inquiries, which many people don't even know is bad for your credit. (laughs) Okay, so now you have four different things on your credit history, which makes your credit worse. Turns out everyone else wants to charge you a 23% interest rate as well. Maybe 20% if you're white with bad credit, but for sure 23% if you're non-white and poor. So Mr. Bad Credit, you got your car, but you got it with the loan that long term is going to cost you thousands more than you would have paid. Do you know what Mr. Good Credit paid? Way less than you. And he ironically actually has the money to pay off high loan interest, but there's no incentive business-wise to give Mr. Good Credit the high interest rates because creditors and lenders know he can just pay out of pocket rather than getting a loan, which for cash workers... Is their saving grace. Drug dealers with bad credit can offer to prepay six months to a renter and finesse away to get whatever they want. Folks with bad credit are kept out of renting communities not just because of the exorbitant security deposits if they have bad credit, but because landlords can discriminate against people with credit scores below a certain range. Remember earlier I mentioned that some people know Harding no hard inquiries negatively impact one's credit report, blah blah blah. This country runs on credit history and they don't even put in the effort to teach us healthy credit strategies. All that financial literacy crap that people talk about, you cannot financial literacy your way out of poverty, let's start there. But it wouldn't hurt to have these tips at 18 before you sign your life away on a college loan. I thought I could save myself the hardship by never getting a credit card. And as soon as I got into the real world, I learned that having no credit was worse in most cases than having bad credit. (laughs) And this is my friends why I call it a scam. The credit system is built upon the interest poor folks pay. The credit industry is the sleazy used car salesman in Matilda. It's full of treachery and trickery and it's a losing game if you're poor. And are there other ways it is expensive to be poor? Off the top of my head I can think of medical issues. Not having the money to afford regular checkups means you forgo them. And until you have a problem too big you can't ignore, the problem usually costs big dollar signs. A great example of this is dental work. If you don't, you know, pay to get your teeth fixed or pay to keep your teeth up kept, it can cause problems for you um, because of the nerves that are in your gums and such, right? So it can, ta- it can cause long-term harm to your physical well-being because you couldn't afford to see a dentist because that's somehow different than regular medical insurance. And why is optometry and dentistry different than regular medical insurance? Why is that not all covered under one thing? It all has to do with your body. <sighs> anyway. 
the point I want to make is that credit is a scam. Being able to sign away your life on a freaking loan for college that you may or may not finish is a scam. And in the end, my friends, I want it to be clear that poverty is not a moral failing or a simple lack of financial literacy. You cannot save, invest, or flip what you do not have. You cannot financial literacy your way out of poverty. If you have some examples that I didn't think of or want to comment on ways the system is a scammity scam scam, message me or mention me on Twitter at Angelique Gray. You can leave a voice message directly on Anchor if you'd like. But thanks so much for listening. If you want to help out with the show, become a monthly contributor. You can give as little as a dollar a month or as much as $9.99 a month. And no matter the amount, your help would sustain future episodes. Just click the support button in the description. And if you want to support me in other ways, buy my goodies on Night Flirt or email me about custom content just for you. My cash app is Mocha Kisses. if you just want to send me a tip. Uh, I thank you so much for your support, and I hope you guys are staying safe. Ciao!